and welcome. This is Evita with Flying Blind Podcast, where I talk about how I am 36 and have no idea what the F I am doing with my life. Here you'll join me on my journey, and I aim to help you feel good about your own very unique journey. My hope is for you to feel inspired, to get out there, spread your wings, and fly. Like I talk about on almost every single podcast, I have had a lot of experiences that have really made me appreciate life. I can definitely say that I am incredibly blessed and I truly do value and appreciate all of my blessings. I have a great family, I have a great life, I have wonderful friends, and I have the freedom to travel. I have my own business, so it gives me a lot of flexibility in my life and a lot of time to do the things that I really want to do. I have my education. I have a roof over my head. I never have to worry about where I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to wear. I have absolutely everything that I need plus a whole, whole lot more. I have so much appreciation for all of these things, but I do have to admit that sometimes I don't have gratitude or show a whole lot of appreciation for my physical body. I have to say that that's probably an area where I really lack and where I probably lack the most in regards to self-love. I can say that I truly do have self-love for what I'm doing with my life and I can say that I feel good about who I am as a person. But when it comes to my, my physical side, I'm definitely lacking. And I do do my best to take care of my physical body. I exercise, I meditate, I try to feed my body right. I mean, my diet's not perfect, but I do my best. And I can say that I do those things because it makes me feel good physically, but more than anything, it really keeps me grounded. It keeps me mentally clear. It keeps me sane. All of these things that I do, I feel like really contribute to my overall health mentally, physically, and spiritually. But I would say I probably do these things more so for the mental and spiritual aspect than I do for the physical side of things or because of a love or appreciation for my body. And I would like to change that. I would love to have more body positivity, more self-love when it comes to this body, this meat suit that I'm living in. And I actually had an incident that happened over the weekend that I want to share with you guys that has actually kind of really helped me with this and has really shifted my perspective when it comes to my physical body and the appreciation that I have for it. It's kind of a newfound appreciation because I actually haven't had anything like this really happen. I mean, I've had some injuries and things in the past, but nothing quite like this, not anything that was super surprising or super traumatic. So it's a little bit different for me this time. And also I think in general, my mind is in a different place. So I think I'm able to have certain types of experiences and get a little bit more positivity out of it and learn more from situations than I have been able to in the past. So to get on with my story, so Saturday afternoon, I was hanging out at home. I had just gotten home from working out and I was going to jump in the shower, but I decided that before getting in the shower, I wanted to do some things around the house. So I cleaned the floor, I took out the trash, I washed dishes, you know, all the normal household stuff that we all need to get done. And I decided to get rid of some old flowers that were in some vases that had died. I was actually about to get in the shower and I was like, oh, I need to get rid of these flowers. They're dead, not looking too pretty. So I decided to walk over to uh, my counter where I had a very tall, long vase with some long stemmed flowers. Um, I grabbed it probably from the middle and 
it probably is not the best. Actually, I know for a fact it was not the best quality vase that I owned, but it was what the flowers fit in. So I walked over to the trash can and I was holding the vase with both hands and I opened the trash can and proceeded with my left hand to take the flowers out of the vase and was still holding the vase with my right hand. I was not holding the vase how I should have been holding it probably. It was like, like I said, a very long vase, very thin glass, and I was holding it toward the top. As soon as I took the flowers out, the vase just completely shattered in my hand. And I did feel a twinge of pain, and I looked down and immediately saw blood gushing down my arm. And I'll try to not make this too gruesome, but I had sliced my thumb, was the base of my thumb, and I could see blood flowing out, and I could see flesh and something white. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was bone that I was seeing. And it was on, on the inside of my thumb. It kind of did wrap around. And so, of course, right away I panicked. And I went in and grabbed some paper towels. And as I grabbed the paper towels, I looked down and I saw a little piece of glass sticking out of my thumb. So I pulled that out and applied pressure right away to my thumb. And a couple times I let go and my thumb was kind of hanging. So I knew it was not good. And with the amount of blood that was coming out, I just knew it was not a good situation. But I am incredibly blessed that my dad is a doctor. And of course, my initial reaction with like with most emergencies in life is to call my dad. So I actually ran to my room where my phone was and I was shaking at this point. I don't know why I didn't think of Siri, but my mind just wasn't there. But I was shaking, trying to, you know, unlock my phone and dial him. And just I was I was panicked. So finally, I got him on the phone. And so I told him what happened. I don't know if I really explained myself too well or even explained the gravity of what was going on. But he was on his way home. I believe he was out running some errands with someone. He ran home, grabbed his kit that he had with um, sutures and band-aids and all of the equipment really to take care of this sort of situation. And he was probably at my house a good 15, at the most 20 minutes after I had initially called him to tell him what happened. He got there. Um... Wasn't, he wasn't sure if I was going to need to go to the emergency room because he wasn't sure if I had any sort of ligament or tendon or bone damage or anything like that. But he sat me on the table, looked at it. He told me he needed to close me up first and foremost because I was just bleeding so much. And so he sat on the table at the table with me and numbed me with some lidocaine first, which I have to tell you that was pretty painful. And he stitched me up on my kitchen table. Um, I had no sense of time at that point. I have no idea how long any of this took. Um, but at some point he was testing my movement to see if I could, you know, move my thumb. And he then told me that he knew I hadn't hit anything crazy. I had no ligaments or tendons or bones or anything like that. I was able to move my, my thumb. Um, it was just a really nasty gash. And he ended up putting eight stitches in my thumb, which that's a lot of stitches for that area of the body. But yeah, so he stitched me up. And now... Unfortunately, because of the location and because of the pain, I don't really have use of my thumb at the moment, but that's okay because it's temporary and it's going to heal. So I'm very grateful that it wasn't any more damaging than it was. And also I have to say that about five or 10 minutes after my dad arrived at my house, my mom arrived at my house once she found out that something had happened. And seriously, God bless both my parents. As my dad was stitching me up, my mom was sweeping up glass that was all over the floor. And of course I had dripped blood. Um, I left a trail of blood from the kitchen to my bedroom and kind of got blood everywhere. And, um, she cleaned up for me. She swept up the glass and made sure all of that was good and cleaned up the rest of the mess of blood that I had left all over the place. And she um, really helped to get my house back together after that little fiasco. 
And I honestly just feel so, so lucky and blessed that I have parents that, and I, and most parents, I know that most parents would do this, but you know, I just, I feel so lucky and so blessed that I have parents that are willing to seriously drop anything at a moment's notice to go help their kids and also really anybody, you know, when they have some sort of emergency. And I have seen this before. I mean, I'm really, really, really lucky that it took me 36, almost 37 years at this point to have this sort of incident happen. I've been very fortunate that I've never had anything like this occur in my life. This is the first time. I mean, I've had like a broken toe and things like that, but things that didn't require immediate medical attention. So I'm, I'm very lucky that it's taken me this long for something like this to happen. But I definitely have seen throughout my life, people show up at my parents' door or my parents, you know, rush off to help somebody that has some sort of emergency. And of course, because my dad's a physician, usually a medical emergency, but I've seen him and witnessed him stitch people back together just like he did for me. And I've seen both of my parents run out, you know, to, to help people. And um, they're such a great example. And I'm, seriously, I'm so blessed to have people like that in my life. Like I said, when this happened, my first instinct was not to call 911. My first instinct was to call my dad. And he came to the rescue and my mom came to the rescue and they were there for me. And I appreciate that so, so much. It's such a huge blessing, even though I don't have the use of my thumb for a few days. But like I said, it's going to heal and it's fine, but it is challenging and it does pose a little bit of a challenge for me in my daily life. I uh, am so used to, just like all of us, I'm so used to the use of my body that I don't really think about my thumbs too much, right? I mean, we use them for everything. And now in the last few days, I can't pull my hair back in a ponytail. I can't open a jar of anything normally. I have to put it under my armpit and use my left hand to unscrew it. I'm having to brush my teeth and do my makeup and all of those things with my left hand. So everything's taking me two or three times as long to accomplish. So it has really, you know, given me a newfound appreciation for my opposable thumbs. I can't even wash dishes normally. I can't shower normally. And now I have to put a nice little plastic bag around my hand when I'm going to take a shower or do anything where I might get it wet. And yeah, it's it's only going to be for maybe a week, a week or two. But nonetheless, it's a little bit of a nuisance. And I also can't work out. I can't lift weights with my, you know, right hand. And I'm not saying this to complain because it could have been worse. I could have definitely gotten a tendon. I could have gotten a ligament damaged. And I could have ended up in surgery. I really could have. So I'm very lucky that it was not worse and that it was on the fleshier, fleshier part of my thumb. So I am very grateful. And this has really made me think of other people that are not so fortunate. There are some people that have injuries that are worse. And there are also people that, you know, have uh, disabilities or people that have had injuries where they completely lose use of certain parts of their bodies. And they're in situations where they're not going to regain the use of these specific parts of their bodies. And I've been thinking about that since this happened and I'm just like, wow, you know, I can't imagine having to deal with that. And I'm just so grateful that this injury, even though it's a nuisance at the moment and kind of a pain in the butt, it's okay because in a week or two, my wounds are going to heal and I'm going to have full use. And yes, I'm going to have to be careful about, you know, not opening up my wound and all that good stuff, but I'm going to get better. I didn't lose my thumb. I just lost the use of it for a few days. For that, I'm very grateful. It's kind of interesting because as I was thinking all of these things, something on television came up. And I want to talk to you guys about that when we get back from break. 
Hey everybody, this is Panchito and Mike from the 5 for 5 podcast. And you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. So the day following my little incident with my cut finger, I was kind of being just lazy and decided to put something on Netflix. And it just so happened that The Theory of Everything was on. And it's a movie that I had been wanting to see. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. Um, but it was kind of interesting timing and good timing that I was somehow drawn to see that that movie. And if you guys aren't familiar with with that, um, like I said, you guys could find it on Netflix. But it's about Stephen Hawking, um, who had ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And for those of you who are not familiar with ALS, I can give you guys a quick little definition so you can kind of have an idea of what it is. And according to the ALS Association, which ALS, just in case you guys don't know, stands for amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. It is a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and the spinal cord. So what happens is that the motor neurons degenerate and the motor neurons are what give the brain signals to the spinal cord and then which then move your muscles. So with this disease, which is progressive, it affects the motor neurons and eventually the motor neurons die and the ability of the brain to initiate any control to muscle movement is completely lost. So a person cannot voluntarily move their muscles. They can feel. It's not like, um, you know, when someone is paralyzed and they have no sensation or feeling, they still have sensation and feeling, but they cannot voluntarily move their muscles. And also it affects um, the people's ability to speak, to eat, to move, to breathe. Uh, For some people, it's um, a little bit slower than for others. Uh, I believe that most people get a diagnosis of about two to five years to live with this disease. Some people live longer, just as Stephen Hawkins did. I believe that he got a diagnosis of two years when he was first um, diagnosed with the disease. But as we know, he lived a very long and uh, very eventful and fulfilling life. Uh, But in this movie, we see Stephen Hawkins as a young man and before he was diagnosed with this disease and you see him healthy and you know running around and he gets a girlfriend and little by little you kind of see uh, how this disease progresses and how it begins to affect his body you see his motor skills start to fade and at first it's just little things like he has a hard time you know holding on to a pen and like he starts dropping things and just doing things that we might consider clumsy but eventually he does get his diagnosis and we see that it starts to progress and it progresses rather quickly or at least that's what it seems like in the movie but we do see that he eventually loses functionality of all of his muscles he becomes wheelchair bound and he ends up with his computer voice as we all know and what we're familiar with Uh, but the man was a complete genius but not only was he a genius but he was a real fighter and he never stopped because of his his illness he never gave up despite his limited mobility 
And at toward the beginning of the movie, when he's studying, even with his diagnosis and his quick progression um, and degeneration, he continues to work and he continues to do his research and he continues to go out with his girlfriend and, you know, he goes on to become a theoretical physicist and a cosmologist. And as we know, he goes on to lecture and to write several books that are being read today. He never let something so grave and something that would really just throw most people into a deep, deep depression. Like he just never allowed for his disease to stop him from living his dreams and passions and doing what he believed was his life's work. And it really made me think, honestly, I mean, I know I can't compare a <laughs> a finger injury that's going to heal in a couple weeks to something like ALS. I mean, there truly is no comparison. But seeing that, especially after this little uh, injury that I had, really made me think about how we let inconveniences in our lives stop us from accomplishing things that we really want to go after. We let s- something like I mean, I could let something like my thumb or something in life, it could be a situation, it could be a person, it could be something in life. We a lot of times just let these inconveniences get in the way. And that's something that we really shouldn't do. And we can use someone like Stephen Hawkins as a great example of someone who kept going and kept fighting despite all of the odds. And that's something that I aspire to do and that I want to do and that I think we all should try to do. And he just went on not only to live his life with ALS. He not only just lived every day, but he, and he not only just lived an mm, okay life, like he truly lived an extraordinary life and accomplished extraordinary things despite really having like the wrong hand, you know, given to him. He still went for everything. He still decided to keep going. And sometimes it's hard to see beyond um, our current circumstances that might be difficult, whether it is something physical like my injury or if you have something difficult in life, it's hard to see that we can overcome these things or even go for things with these inconveniences overshadowing our lives. And I'm not saying we're all going to be like Stephen Hawkins. We're not all going to go on and do all of these grand, grandiose things. But my point is, is that we can still accomplish what we want, even with obstacles in our lives. And I think that one of the best ways to overcome these difficult obstacles is to put a positive spin on a negative or difficult situation. And I'm going to use, of course, my thumb injury as an example. So yes, when I realized I wasn't going to have the use of my thumb for a couple of weeks, and it's been an inconvenience, as I have mentioned in this podcast. Everything is a little bit more difficult to do. It takes me longer to do things. It's impeding with my work even because I use both of my hands and especially my right hand in my work. But I don't want to get down about it, nor do I want to let it get in the way of anything or even put me in a bad mood. I have decided and have made a very conscious decision that I really want to see what positive lesson I can get out of this situation. So since I can't really use my right hand because I can't grasp anything with my thumb injury, I have decided that I'm taking it as a great way to use my left hand more and to challenge myself. And as I'm doing this, even though it's difficult and can be a little bit frustrating sometimes, I actually am excited because I feel like this is actually a good thing for my brain. 
So that's one positive spin that I've been able to put on the situation. Another thing that I've decided to do and that I've been wanting to try is actually this, um, there's this blow dry bar close to my house and I have been passing it for years and I've always been curious to go in and get my hair shampooed and blow dried. I know it sounds silly because yes, I can go and do that at home, right? This has always been the reason why I have not gone and experienced this dry bar because there was really no real justification for me to go and get my hair blow dried and shampooed by somebody else because I would always tell myself, why am I going to pay for somebody else to do that when I could do it myself at home? But now, since I can't hold a blow dryer and a round brush, this is actually a really great opportunity for me to try out this place that I've been wanting to try for a long time. And it's very justified because I could only use one hand and I can't, I can't do my hair like that at home. So I'm actually kind of excited. So I'm also using this as a reason to try this place and have a new and kind of cool experience. And from the reviews I've seen at this place, when you get there, they kind of pamper you, they give you some champagne. So I'm actually kind of excited to try this place and I feel like it's 100% justified. So that's another positive spin I am putting on the situation. So the lesson here is that yes, things happen in life. Yes, things can be difficult and inconvenient. But if you can put a positive spin on something and gain a lesson or use it in a way that it's going to create another great experience for you it just makes things a little bit easier and a little bit smooth to get through so i hope you really think about this with maybe some inconveniences that you have in your life how can this serve you in some way i hope you think about that you're listening to flying blind podcast Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. And before I leave you guys, I want to share a quote with you as I always do. And this is by Zig Ziglar. And he says, Gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. The more you express gratitude for what you have, the more likely you will have even more to express gratitude for. And this is so true. I am so grateful for my parents and how they helped me in the situation with my thumb incident. And I am so grateful for everything in my life, including my thumbs. And sometimes it's unfortunate that we have to go through these sorts of situations to really appreciate our bodies or appreciate people in our lives. But I'm here to remind you to appreciate everything in your life because it can truly change in an instant. So I really hope that you take this quote to heart. And I want to thank you for joining me today and taking the time to listen to me on this episode. And I really do hope that you took something positive away from listening today. I would also love to get any of your feedback, suggestions, or ideas. And you can find me and reach me on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Evita Carrasco. That's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. And remember to subscribe, like, love, and follow us on Zwerk Media. That's Z-W-E-R-C Media. I hope that you join me on the next episode of Flying Blind Podcast. And until next time, stay blessed and stay positive.